What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue Two Movies. Today is April twentieth, twenty twenty-one, and it is currently two o four a.m. in the morning. By the way, it's Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Yeah, I do my all my podcast early, early in the morning. You know, I work late. I burn the midnight oil. Always done that since I was a kid. Always done it. And it's just the way I work. How is everyone going? How is everyone doing? Well, today I have some pretty big news to break to you. I think by the time you listen to this, if you are, uh, I guess, compulsive newsaholic like I am, uh, you probably know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to save my big news here until after the break. So I have to do one of those things where I tease you and then I'm going to do the reveal after the break. But just to let you know, this kind of ties in, into my entire narratives to tell you that Democrats are cheaters and liars. And you know what? I think you already knew that. All right. So before that, why don't we just get into like uh, what's on my mind right now uh, as far as things that are not political. Let's talk about some barbecue. So I will be barbecuing right after I finish this podcast. Well, I will start with a brisket. I will be, I will be barbecuing a brisket later on today. And uh, I will be um, doing a dry salt brine on it, which I have never, ever, ever done before on a brisket. I've done it on pork ribs. I have done it on fish before, and it works out really, really well. I've never done it on a brisket. Now, why am I doing it on a brisket, you may be asking yourself. Well, number one is that, you know, in a brisket, you really can't get all of the flavor into the middle of the meat. You know, a brisket, when you buy a brisket, especially when they call it, there's there's two parts to a brisket. There is the flat and there is the point. So the point is the fat part. Now, if you take a look at a profile of a brisket, it kind of looks like an airplane wing. So, you know, an airplane wing has a very, as a hump, and then it kind of goes down to like a kind of very narrow edge in the back. So that basically is the same shape of, shape of a brisket. Now, I'm pretty sure if you actually flew a brisket past its stall speed, it could probably fly away from you. Now, I'm not saying that cows can fly, but maybe if they had two brisket wings I, and it could run fast enough, I think it actually could. I really do because briskets, they look like airplane wings. They really do. So the fat part, the high part, that's called the point. And the one, the part that is lower, that's called the flat. Now, the point is you know, larger because there's actually two muscles on top of there. And they, they kind of go, it's the shoulder muscle on the cow. So it kind of, there, it kind of goes against each other. There, there's two types of grains there. So when you cut the point, you cut it, um, you, you cut it differently than the flat. Now, here's the thing. The flat, it's very easy to get a lot of, um, I guess, flavor in there. The salt kind of, it kind of goes, if you, if you flavor it on both sides, just on, on the, I guess, on, on the surface, uh, the salt will penetrate into the meat and pretty much flavor the flat pretty well. But the problem is that the point is just so large. You know, a lot of times the flavor, it doesn't go into the point. Now, it is the, it is some, it is the, the, the juiciest part of the flat, I mean, of the, of the brisket. Um, it's my favorite cut, but unfortunately, the salt doesn't penetrate into the middle. Now, how do you get the salt into the middle of it? Well, you could inject it, and a lot of people do inject it, especially for competitions. Um, but I, then there's another way called brining, and there's two different versions of brining. There's wet and there's dry. So the wet brining consists of, you know, soaking 
a brisket in, in salt or any type of mixture you want. And that's how you kind of get pastrami or corned beef. And the only difference between corned beef and pastrami is that corned beef you boil and then you bake. And then for pastrami, you, you actually smoke it. And those are both brined, right? So again, a wet brine is, you know, when you soak it. So that's how you make pastrami's. Now, do I want to make pastrami? No, I don't. I want to make a regular smoked brisket. So I'm thinking I want to actually just dry brine it. So what is dry brining? It's very easy. You just put salt on top of there and you can put it liberally on top of your meat and you're hoping that overnight or within about a couple hours or maybe five, six hours that the salt will eventually penetrate to the middle of the brisket. Just a little. I don't need a lot. I just need a little and that way uh, it'll give you flavor toward the middle of the point. So that's what I'm hoping. Will it happen? I don't know. Now here's the other thing. I have a, a party on Wednesday, and uh, so I'm hoping that that uh, that this will re- uh, be true. So they these guys are my guinea pigs, and they're my photography club, by the way. And um, I know, according to Joe Biden, we're not supposed to be meeting because, again, you know, we're supposed to take vaccines, social distance, and wear masks, and we're also supposed to wash our hands. Apparently, I didn't know that before Joe Biden told me that to wash my hands. Oh my God! Like you know. All this time, when I, you know, go through life without washing my hands, and, and, you know, you know, I, I just, I just don't know. But thank God, Joe Biden told me about it. I mean, maybe somebody has to tell Joe Biden every single day, "Hey, Joe, wash your hands." Oh, what? Uh, what? What? What is it? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, me and my my photography club, we are kind of, we have a. There's a maverick portion of us that are not mask wearers. We are conservatives for the most part. Um, we don't really even talk politics that much on these, these photography meetings. And I'm, I'm kind of like new into this photography meeting, but I may have led them down the path of the dark side because I, you know, you know, there's a, there's a handful of us that said, hey, you know what? You guys still want to meet? And uh, a handful of us, not a big, not a big portion of the group because it's really big, a big, a small portion of us, you know, maybe about five or six of us said, hey, why don't we just keep meeting? Because we really miss each other. And to tell you what, these group of guys here, you know, they become my really good friends. Um, those are like I can depend on. Uh, when times got rough, some of them even offered me jobs, you know, um, and uh, it was really cool. I mean, I, I can tell you what, it was, it was a really, these, these, these guys are, and women, they're a really big blessing to my life because uh, they're really good friends. And it's hard to find, I think, good friends in life. So I'm very, very lucky. But um, yeah, we're, they're coming over to my place on Wednesday and they were go- we're going to have a barbecue. We're going to you know sit back and talk about anything. It doesn't matter. Like we rarely talk about photography. And, uh, then, and then we're just going to see where we go from there. So uh, and we've been doing this about once every month um, for a while. Even during the lockdowns, we were meeting, and uh, even during the height of COVID, when COVID was at its worst, we were meeting without masks, and things were just fine. Of course, we were kind of taking risk out there, but who the hell cares? I mean, I really don't care. I honestly don't care. Um, uh, by the way, it was interesting because I met one of my, uh, one of my, uh, uh, I guess, members on my Facebook group, Hawaii Wedding Information. Uh, they didn't book with me, but uh, he 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 messaged me and asked me for some advice. And uh, I found out he creates these really cool, like, um, I guess, uh, wood designs. And I ended up trading him an, alo- an Aloha shirt for one of these wood designs out there uh, that he made for my, um, one of my uncles who passed away. So we, uh, we basically, you know, traded and I uh, got to talking to him today. 
And he and his wife got married just a few days ago. And it's so interesting because they were saying that California is really going to hell. Um, the homeless problems is just out of hand. It's everywhere. It's bad. So San Francisco, San Francisco is not what it was a year ago or two years ago before COVID. And they said because of the lockdowns, well, these homeless people right there in San Francisco, they have the whole run of the meal. How do you like that, right? So they said there's homeless all over the streets. They're setting up tents sometimes. It is really bad. I mean, there is like, there, there's like another economy, the homeless economy inside San Francisco that exists within the high-tech economy. <laughs> and I guess you have the really rich and the really, really poor, which is just so sad, which is really, really, really sad. So anyway, people, I'm going to cut to commercial when I get back. I'm going to break the news to you what happened, all right? And uh, all, I would, all I will say is that the truth will set you free, and we'll leave it at that. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, elopings, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So, look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So, visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. Hope you're back from that commercial break. Well, I got some mysterious music playing for you. Yeah, you hung around because you were just hungry for what I was about to say, right? You know the lead-in, right? The lead-in was to say that Democrats are cheaters and liars, and you were, you were telling yourself, no, you know, Steve, I know that. I know that. There's nothing new. Okay, so I've always said the truth will set you free. And nothing, absolutely nothing can be more accurate than this age-old cliche, especially right now. So, well, my friends, family, those listening to me in a galaxy far, far away, today we found out something we have known all along. You remember who Brian Sicknick was? He's that Capitol Police officer who supposedly died from the hands of white supremacists slash domestic terrorists led by the evil leader, President Trump. Now guess what? He died of natural causes. Yep, natural causes. <laughs> okay. And according to the Washington Post and many other left-wing news outlets, oh, they're just dying right now. Brian D. Sicknick suffered two strokes and died of natural causes the day after the Capitol, quote-unquote, insurrection. 
Oh boy, are they just rolling in their grave right now, all of these Democrats, and they're dead, even though they're alive. <laughs> now, that's the big news I have to share with you. Now, you probably heard that. This Brian Sicknick, he died of natural causes. Now, we all knew this, right? We all knew this. I didn't have to tell you that. We kind of, we're all kind of smart because we said, you know, we all knew something didn't fit when President Biden and his staff refused to release the autopsy report of Brian Sicknick. Because again, usually, you know, you know, usually when someone dies so quickly, they, they do the autopsy report, right? And they just release it. They just release it. But they kept Brian Sicknick's autopsy report in the dark. And then they quote unquote honored him in a funeral service that was basically made for movies to push this narrative that white domestic terrorists were a threat. You, you remember the entire thing, right? They hold, they held his uh, body in the Capitol Rotunda. And, uh, you know, they had every Democrat and even Mitt Romney, who was a rhino, right? Republican in name only. They all ha they had their chance to go there and just cry and say, how can this happen in our country that white supremacist domestic terrorists stormed the Capitol and just kill one of our officers out there. And that was the entire theme. They even honored Brian Sicknick uh, at a football game. I forgot which one it was. I think it was maybe one of the, the one of the, the college championships or even the NFL games. Well, of course, Brian Sicknick should always be honored for his service. But he did not die from anything that happened on the Capitol. Nothing. None of, he wasn't hit in the head by a fire extinguisher. Bear spray did not cause his death. It was just his time to go, unfortunately. He suffered two strokes and died of natural causes. Now, this is, this is interesting. This is so interesting. Now, why do I say Democrats are cheaters and liars? Because, again, they love to put their foot on the scale, right? Or their finger on the scale. Or maybe their whole body on the scale. Or maybe a whole anvil on the scale. Because their lies cannot hold up under scrutiny. So they just exaggerate. They put, and what they want to do is they want to put you, the left, or everyone into a state of shock so you can't reason. All you can do is fear. Now, let me ask you this. You know, when they talk about white supremacists, and that still tends to be, even though this has ended, right? They still believe that white supremacists stormed the Capitol. Now, why do they think that? Well, because they were, some of them were carrying, uh, uh, um, I guess, uh, the Southern flag, right? The, the flag of the South, the Confederate flag. Well, the Confederate flag does not represent terrorism. It just rep represents the South. That's all it does. You know, no one there who actually, you know, carries the flag. You, if you see someone, displaying the Confederate flag in your house, you cannot tell me that, hey, that person believes in slavery. No, what, not whatsoever. Maybe he is very proud of the South, but that's basically it. All right? It, you know, I find it so weird that the Democrats keep trying to, you, you know, I guess distance themselves from the South when they came from the South. The Democrats were the South. They were, they were the party of slavery. They were the party of the, of the Confederate States, right? But something happened. Um, the Republicans and the Democrats, they kind of switched. So now the Democrats are in the North and the Republicans are in the South. So they try to do everything in their mind. I mean, everything in their power, not just their mind, to control the left's mind. And I just want to ask you, when is the last time 
that you've actually, you know, encountered a white supremacist. I mean, ask yourself, when is the last time you walked down the street in fear of a white supremacist that will kill you, destroy your business, hurt your loved one, or come for you if you said something wrong? I don't fear that at all. Now, there is a small fear of me that if I say something wrong, there is a group called Black Lives Matter and there are cohorts, cohorts who would actually come for me. They would come for my business. If they find out things that I say on my podcast, it's not very popular right now, but one day if it does, they'll probably say, hey, look what this guy said way back in the day. And they'll come to my residence, they'll come to my house, and they'll try to like, you know, clo- you know, force me to close all my businesses. They'll do that. You know, and what's puzzling is it's what's happening in America is just very, very puzzling to me. Because here's the thing. If you take a step back, I'm talking about anyone. I'm not talking about Republican or Democrat. What's puzzling to me is that if anyone takes a step back, it does a little bit of research, just a little bit of fact checking, just a little bit of reasoning, you know, that person will find out very easily that Americans on the left, specifically the left, their their thoughts are being manipulated by those who are not very smart. Not very smart at all. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, AOC. You know, a lot of these people are, they're just not, they're not very smart. But the left, for some reason, I'm not sure what it is, they buy into their, these narratives. For example, here in Hawaii, you know, we're being forced to change, I guess, onto plastic, from plastic straws to paper straws. Now, there's no science at all that supports that changing over from plastic straws to paper straws will actually do anything, right? Will actually save turtles or like, you know, put less, less litter inside of the ocean. Absolutely not. Because, you know, at least plastic straws, here, here's my theory. At least plastic straws will float on top of the ocean so you can actually clean the ocean afterwards where a paper straw will drop to the bottom and you have to pretty much, pretty much scuba dive to the bottom of the ocean to clean up that paper straw. And just because it's paper doesn't mean it'll disintegrate and dissolve into the ocean very quickly. You know, it'll still take some time. In fact, I think it'll take more time than, um, than actually a paper, a plastic straw because plastic straws float and then they'll float eventually to the, to, to somewhere and waves will keep crashing onto them. And because the waves, these big waves keep crashing onto these plastic, plastic straws, they eventually break down. And because plastic straws, when they're out in the sun, they become very, very brittle. You know, the sun does break down plastic very easily. I know a lot of you guys who own convertibles know about that. I have a, I have a BM, I have a BMW 330CI and the top is down and man, and those plastic pieces on there are just cracking because they've been out in the sun too long, right? And just imagine, you know, the plastic straws are out in the sun, the waves are crashing on them, eventually they break down and they become sand. So if you look in your sand, you see little pieces of pieces of plastic straws, of the, not plastic straws, but little pieces of plastic in there, and that's not actually exactly a bad thing, all right? Sand is basically erosion, and, you know, it's the ocean doing its job to clean itself, Okay, but anyway, where did that plastic, um, the paper straw thing come from? It came from a 13-year-old. And the left just automatically bought into it, you know, hook, line, and sinker. If you take a look at their hero on the left, um, I guess for climate change, it's Greta Thunberg. She's like a, she was, I think, 13 or 14 years old. And they latched on to her because she was passionate. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that she was a scientist. It was just that she was passionate. And before that, it was El Gore. And it was, it was because of El Gore's, you know, passion for climate change, not for the science behind of it. 
So the left's thoughts, the people on the left, their thoughts are being manipulated by those, again, who are not very smart. You know, Greta Thunberg, she's not very smart. Al Gore, not very smart. This 13-year-old with the plastic straws, not very smart. But the left, just again, they'll buy into it hook, line, and sinker. Now, again, the question is, like, why does this happen? You know, I've been kind of scratching my head and saying, hmm, you know, why exactly does this happen? I think I came up with an answer. But, you know, I know if, you know, there's some of you on the left who are saying, well, that happens on the right as well. And you're very correct. You're very much correct, right? And But in my defense of Trump supporters like myself, and then other the QAnon, you know, conspirators, who I, who I am very critical of, by the way, um, but when it comes to the people who are those QAnon people or people who follow Q and the Anons that follow him, they're not one word, by the way, um, I can say at least their theories have some, some form of factual foundation, all right? They're still, stay, they're still staying, I guess, in the realm of, of, uh, of reality. Now, that's not to say what, they are, what they're saying is true because fiction, all fiction, is based upon reality. But, for example, you know, for, the, for months, Q people, Q people and everything, a Q or nuns or whatever you want to call them, the conspirators, they all claim that there was more to the story of Brian Sicknick, that he more, more than likely died of a heart attack or a stroke. And they were right. Um, for years, they claimed there was such thing as a deep state. And guess what? They were right. And they also claimed that underage prostitution with politicians and celebrities were a problem. And they were right. You know, Jeffrey Epstein, he proved that to be true. He really proved that to be true. Now, again, I'm not claiming that those on the right, the Q conspirators or anything, are correct. Again, because they are, you know, twisting the truth. They are just twisting the truth to something else. But at least it is based upon... I guess, reality. And they're writing, quote-unquote, Q is writing believable fiction. That's all what I have to say. But when it comes to the left, their fiction isn't even based upon fact. It is all, it, it's from the foundation, from, from the creation of it, it is all based upon a lie. Now, for example, I'll, I'll just try to list it off, off the top of my head. So when it comes to elite Democrats, or I'm talking about the elite, those are the top, the Nancy Pelosi's, the AOC's, um, not really the AOC's, I think she actually believes what she believes in, but I, I think um, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, um, Joe Biden himself, even Kamala Harris, they don't believe in women's rights. They say they believe in women's rights, they don't. Now, during Brett Kavanaugh's hearing, remember Brett Kavanaugh when he had to be confirmed for the Supreme Court, they dug up all of this crap on him, which all happened to be all false, right? They had that one, I forgot what her name was, I think Blasey Ford or something, that was her name. And, uh, you know, her testimony, they made her into a hero when none of her testimony could be proven, even by her own friend and even her own, she couldn't remember when, where, and who who actually no she couldn't remember when where and how you know Brett Kavanaugh raped her but she was so sure it was Brett Kavanaugh but you know again she couldn't remember what date where it was or anything like that and her friends could not corroborate her story for her even her witnesses now here's the other thing <laughs> when it came to Joe Biden and all of his i guess the women that he actually sexually harassed well nothing was said those women were not to be believed. 
even though those people actually had their stories had much more weight than Blasey Ford's, right? Much more weight. So again, they didn't. They don't believe in any women's rights. Where was all the you know Code Pink, all those feminist groups out there who were who believe who who believed that Joe Biden was a sexual predator? Where were they? There, where were they? You know, yelling to defend. Um, I guess this. I think what was her name? I think her name was. Um, shoot, I forgot her name. Her, her this, this one girl who actually accused President Biden of sexually harassing her, or actually sometimes even harassing, sexually assaulting her. They were all gone, and um, you know, I would think that they're they would be consistent in their beliefs. I guess if you believe in women's rights. Politics shouldn't matter, correct? But apparently it did. They don't believe in small businesses, not whatsoever. None whatsoever. You know, during the riots, all out there during the riots, during the summer of love, you remember the summer of love when all the George Floyd riots came out and happened, right? For the most part, it was the small businesses that were under attack. Well, where were, where were the Democrats? Where were the Democrats rallying for those small businesses? Oh, they're nowhere to be found. But they say they believe in small businesses. And why don't we take a look at global warming and climate change? Do they actually believe in global warming and climate change? You know, my mom has a classmate who moved out of Hawaii because they said that, well, they believe that Hawaii will be underwater in maybe about five or less, five or, five or less years, right? And um, so they moved to Las Vegas. Okay, fine. Good for them, right? At least they believe in global warming or, or climate change. That's fine. Well, guess what? Al Gore and Obama... They bought beachfront property in very rich areas. I think I think El Gore bought bought beachfront property over there in uh, in Laguna Beach, and Obama bought the old Magnum House. Remember from Magnum PI back in the old days, he bought the old Magnum House there, right on top of the beach, and he bought that when President Trump left the Climate Accord. So, does he actually believe in climate change? Absolutely not. Do the banks believe in climate change? Absolutely not, even though they're pushing money toward climate change. But get this. Why are they still giving out 30-year mortgages to, to, these, um, to, to properties that are on the beach that, if they believed in climate change, would actually be underwater? There is no insurance company that would actually insure, a co- I guess, any property if they believe um, that some type of God-fearing element would destroy their property. Here on, here on the island of uh, Hawaii, there is, um, I guess, they have different zones in there. I think from level nine, level one to level nine. And I think if you're on the extreme levels, I think either one or nine, uh, you are living on an active volcano. So there's, there's a place called Puna on the island of Hawaii. And <laughs> you can't actually buy a house. on it. You can buy the property, but because uh, the banks will not insure you at all, you can't get a mortgage you know, to build a house there. So if you build a house in Pune, you basically have to build it using cash. And lo and behold, there was a volcano that exploded there. But that's the way it is. You know, banks will not issue out a loan if, you're, if, if they can't insure it. And insurance companies will not issue out any type of insurance you know, if you're living on type of an, I guess, on a piece of property that would be greatly affected by God-fearing elements like a volcano quote-unquote, global warming. So apparently, they don't believe in global warming. Why don't we even even go to Black Lives Matter? Let's go to the Black Lives Matter narrative, right? Do they believe in that? 
I don't think so. Where are they? Where are they on when the real problem with black lives, the real problem that plagues black lives is the fact that many black children go without a father. They come from a broken home. All right. And where do they go? They live in the hood and they find their love, their acceptance in a gang. And, and that's a problem. Where are the Democrats when, address, when, they, when they want to address this problem? They don't. Your Democrats like, you know, Colin Kaepernick, right? All they, and these NFL players and all of these like, you know, Beyonce and the rich black people and all that, right? All they want to do is take a knee. And say, hold up their fist and say, Black Lives Matter. That's all they do. But the real problem is that the blacks have a real big problem with, you know, children without fathers. And then that, and then children joining gangs. That family unit is under assault for some reason. And on top of that, and uh, I don't want to sound racist here. For some reason in the black community, (laughs) Education is frowned upon. Education is frowned upon. Money has to be spent. And I think money should be, you know, if we want to solve this gun problem, most of the gun problem that happens in America are between the gangs and that gangster lifestyle. And if the government starts to, I think, get involved more with black communities and to actually push a narrative that family is very, very important with there, right? You know, don't have, you know, don't have uh, uh, kids before you're married. Wait, you know, put them on birth control of some sort, you know. So, so again, so again, these children don't come into you know um, the world without a father, right, or something like that, right. I'm not saying abortion. I'm saying some type of birth control. You know, practice safe sex out there, right. You know, be very, very responsible. Pa- practice being more responsible because again, th- too many children are growing up with fathers who don't want to be in their lives. And too many young black women are getting pregnant. Way too many. Way too many. And, and again, while that child is a blessing, you know, if, if that mother can't be a good mother, you know, and then that child becomes a burden to that mother, and, then they, and that child grows up without a father and then, grow, and then in, engages in gang life, selling drugs, and this whole type of, you know, circle just repeats over again. That then that child gets another young black woman pregnant, and and it, and it just repeats over and over and over in a circle. So if you can break that circle somehow, that would be the answer. You know, it's not about all Black Lives Matter wants to do. All the Democrats want to do is point the finger to the whites. They'll say, "Oh, it's not your problem." What they want to do is they want they they're telling blacks that no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try in life. The white man will always hold you down. And unfortunately, in the black community, many people in the black community are saying the same thing. Now, here's, here's the thing. I myself am a, am a minority. I'm 100% Chinese, 100% Asian American. I guess you can say that, right? We don't have that type of narrative in our household. You know, we believe that, hey, you know what? No one's holding you back. The only person, you know, who you can blame for your failure is yourself, so if you get an F in school, well, that's your fault. It's not the white man's fault. No one's holding you back. You didn't study hard enough. If you fail at your business, it's not the white man's fault. Someone, you know, someone is holding you back, and that someone is in the mirror most of the time. But again, 
you know, self-accountability. That is not what they're preaching over there in Black Lives Matter. They're saying, no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you try, someone is always going to be above you, and that someone is the white man, you know? And then you're, this is how we get segregation and everything like that. And again, this is the elite Democrats who are pushing this narrative, and it's all fake. Everything is fake. Now, why are they doing this? Again, why, why, why are they doing this? Right? And I'll tell you for one, one thing, it's to control you. And the left, for the most part, you know, now why do people believe this? I think, I think that's another question. Instead of this, why, for the elite, we know for a fact they're lying to the left so they can, they can control them. If they're fearful, they believe that if, if they can keep fearing, if they can still fear into their loyalists, they can control them. And that's basically true. Now, what can you say about the loyalists? Well, for the most part, if you take a look at the cross-section of a loyalist, most of them are, are powered by anger and selfishness. Yep, many are selfishness. They care more about their image than doing or saying what's right. All right? Did you say the right thing? Did you do the right thing? Right? Which is, which is it? Right? They would rather say the right thing, but not do the right thing. And what is the right thing? They would rather have you say his name, say George Floyd's name. Okay, if I say George Floyd's name, George Floyd, what does that do to help blacks? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Now, what if I take a young black kid and actually say, hey, you know what? You can be all you can be, and I'm going to teach you about photography. I'm going to teach you about videography. I'm going to teach you about all of this. That's how you can help a black life. That's how you can help a, help a life. But to say, say their name, that's all that matters. That's all that matters to them. Their image. Make sure you say the right thing. You know? Don't do what's right. Say what's right. And if you don't say the right thing, don't abide by their, their rules, again, they'll destroy you, dox you, come after your livelihood. And, and no one, not even in the government, whose primary duty is to protect you, the citizen, well, that government official will not fulfill their oath, which is kind of scary. Now, under Donald Trump, we had a president who would fulfill that oath. He would have Americans' backs. He would have it. He was the first president who I thought had Americans' backs. So if you got in trouble overseas and he heard about you on the news, well, he would call up you know, that president of that nation and say, hey, you know what? You know, you got to get them out of there. You know, you're, you're holding them too long. Hey, you know what? You can't do that. George Bush didn't do that, right? George Bush did not do that. Bill Clinton didn't do that. No one did that. No one did that whatsoever. They never had the Americans back. Never, ever, ever. Would Joe Biden have your back if you got in trouble overseas? Absolutely not. He wouldn't give a damn about you. He probably, he probably doesn't even read the news or watch the news for that, for that matter of a sake, right? The question is that, where do we go from here? You know, again, the Democrats are cheaters and liars. They lied to us about Brian Sicknick to push the narrative of white supremacy, domestic terrorist. They can't even tell you what a domestic terrorist is right now. According to them, a domestic terrorist is what appeared in the Capitol. None of those guys showed up with guns. No police officers were shot. The Capitol, for the most part, was not damaged. It was not burned to the ground. 
Black Lives Matter and Antifa, when they go into a, an area and they protest, stores are, are looted, businesses are broken down, cops get shot, and they're not a domestic terrorist agency? For Black Lives Matter, they raised close to a billion dollars last year. Close to it. And what did they do with all that money? What did they do with all the money the NFL and the NBA gave them? Absolutely nothing. Where did it go into your black community? Do you see a community center in your black community that is sponsored by Black Lives Matter? No. There may be a sign out there saying Black Lives Matter. They may have painted the roads Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter probably didn't even pay for the paint to put on Black Lives Matter onto the road. But even though Black Lives Matter, the smaller chapters are nonprofits, are trying to make a difference. But the main chapter, the big one, the big one who makes all the money, they don't give money to the smaller chapters whatsoever. Where does all that money go? That's my question. Well, get this. The main chapter of Black Lives Matter is not a nonprofit. They're not a 51C3. They are not. So they don't have to disclose where their money goes. Now, their smaller chapters are, but not their big chapter. What does this all tell you? I mean, everything... Everything that Democrats do, it's very, it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating to me because it's all a lie. It's really, really just all a lie. And I think where we go forward from here is really tough because on the left, you just have an audience who just believes all these lies, no matter what they say. And you have the people on the right who think. Now, the people on the left think they're thinking. They, they think they're, they actually are calculating or, or um, I guess, follow. They're, 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 actually, no, they don't think that they're actually thinking. They think that they're doing the right thing. But if you notice, a lot of what they say is about loyalty. What do they tell you? Follow the science. Follow this. Follow that. Everything is about following. They want you to follow them. On the right, you know, they would rather have you think independently. Even the QAnon people, they would rather have you think independently. Anyway, people, that's my podcast for today. Hope you enjoyed that breaking news right there that uh, Brian Sicknick, he died from natural causes. I am out of here. I am going to salt that brisket right now. And uh, I will be, I guess I'll be reporting to you later on. Um, in a few days about my brisket and see how it turned out because maybe salt brining is the answer. Who knows? Okay, I'm out of here. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, don't forget you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.